Welcome to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast, where we explore the conscious use of technology. Listen in to hear thought leaders and other guests discuss the human relationship with technology and learning to thrive in the digital era. Hosted by the author of the international best-selling digital self-mastery series and being at work, Dr. Heidi Forbes Usta. Welcome back to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast. Today, I'm so excited to introduce to you Neil Alford, who is the executive producer of Big Picture Inc. Now, these guys produce all kinds of really amazing things. And instead of me digging into it, I would love to have Neil himself introduced some of his great projects and tell us a little bit about his work. Welcome, Neil. Heidi, thanks so much for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Um, we are... A big picture uh, is a full service live event and creative video production company. Uh, we're based here in Marin County, California, San Francisco Bay Area. We are a, a pretty nimble company that is able to take on a, a number of, of different types of projects, from video to to events, uh, ranging from you know large, basically twenty thousand attendee events, down to you know your your small sales pitch. So we kind of run the gamut of being being flexible in what we do and, and why we do it. This year, uh, we will pro- we will produce and stage about 175 live events and deliver or run 350 video deliverables for our clients. It's it's a great business to be in right now because the world of video has gotten has gotten to be so so expansive. Everybody's got a story to tell. The, the the price to the barrier to entry and the price to do things has really come down. So it's allowed more people to get involved. It's allowed uh, for more access to really fantastic equipment and things like that that we didn't have just a few years ago. So video storytelling is is really just it's a great time to be in it. And on on the event side, it's a lot of people are, are now figuring out that getting people together and getting people to focus on a common voice and a common thread is just so important to a lot of these companies and organizations. I love that. And I think it's so important to really recognize the rapid movement that we've made from, you know, sort of text-based communication to visual static images to video and the accessibility to both create and tell stories that way, but also to share them. You guys have done some really innovative stuff. I think it's really fun to see, you know, as an observer, but from the inside, how has that transition been for you in watching this rapid pace of change? Well, someone who kind of who came up early in his career in the news business, I was at CNN for many years, learned how to do things very efficiently there, learned how to tell a story there. This is back in the 90s. And then transitioning into really more of uh, corporate and entity storytelling and branding and marketing video. It's really, there is a common thread. And the common thread is, is know your audience and tell a story to that audience. Try and tell something that is, is very three-dimensional. Like, what's that third dimension that's going to be really memorable to your audience? Don't be the producer. Don't be the director. Be the person viewing the video. And back in the day, it was tapes and television. Today, it's digital files and the internet and mobile. And all of these things that are available today just give us so much more of an outlet to, and, and then even on the, uh, on the backside of that, the, the tools that we're using to create these these videos and the interactive elements that we create are making things so that the time to finish product is, is so much quicker. And the visuals 
uh, visual storytelling tools that we have are so much more just incredible. I mean, just the, the cameras that we have, the ways that we can use audio, the way that we can use visual graphics, moving graphics and things like that really help to tell a more dynamic story that, that really you know, we find resonates with, with the target audience. So it, it's been fascinating to be a part of. It's been, it was great to learn the way that I learned. You know, back from the days of tape and even, you know, prior to that with a little bit of film experience, it's, it's great to know how things were, were made more mechanically, but it's fascinating to be in this digital realm where, like I said, things happen a lot faster. You can create so much more and you can do it with less people and you can do it with with less moving parts uh, and create something that's just truly dynamic for your clients and for whoever's viewing the video. I love that. And I think it just in observing from the space of a participant at a lot of large events like the ones that you put on, just the size of the equipment alone has changed so much. I mean, I remember, you know, back in the day, you go to an event and it's like these enormous speakers and this huge soundboard. Not that you don't still need some of those pieces, but, you know, even for smaller events, to be able to have that same kind of production quality is pretty powerful. And I, I know you've been involved a little in covering that range. How has that yeah. been in, in sort of changing the dynamic of your work? Well, you know, the, the boxes are smaller. The, the power of, you know, I'm talking about processors and things like that. They're smaller. But the staging is still huge. The speakers are still large. The, the screens are, I mean, we have, you know, 120-foot screens. There's still a lot of big components to it, but a lot of the technical aspects of it, like you were mentioning, are, are getting smaller, sleeker, their ability to produce content at the speeds that it produces and the amount of pixels that we're using and things like that. It's, it's creating just so much more of a dynamic experience in the room. You know, this year, uh, we will produce 175 live events across the, actually across North America and, and some in Europe. And what we're finding is, we love all this technology and we love, you know, what it does for our events, you know, the large screens, the moving graphics, the digital signage, the digital mapping. Now, those are tools that actually help us to enhance the human experience. The feedback that we're getting from a lot of people, a lot of the smart companies that we work with is more demand for events with all this technology kind of just taking over our lives. The importance of actually getting together and listening to people like yourself speak and networking and interacting with people is becoming just paramount. You know, it's all, it all comes down to the, the human interaction, you know, me shaking your hand, me giving you a hug. I mean, those things mean so much more than a text or an email. We look, we love the technology. We love everything that we're allowed to are able to do with it these days, but it also, it just proves why we need these events and these gatherings and these meetings that we produce so much now. And that's why, you know, our business is growing like crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. So I mean, even in the space that I work in, a lot of people are starting to really try to, you know, run their own events. It's exciting to see what we're capable of when we have the right, you know, we bring in the right contractors and the right team members to make something like yeah. that happen. And the ability to create resonance. I know I introduced you to my friend Marianne Pierce, who we interviewed earlier in on an earlier podcast. And the type yeah. of tools that you can use to really create resonance both pre and post event are really exciting. Is there anything new that you've seen there or any fun experiences you've seen there that because of the ability to create this content that's shareable has really changed the way that events are produced? 
Marianne is she's phenomenal. Uh, her company, Map Digital, what those guys are doing is is really on the cutting edge of kind of um, what we're getting a lot of requests for. You know, we're getting more and more requests from our clients on how to best capture content and distribute it to attendees and other interested folks. And we're happy to oblige. You know, but speed is the key to turning around. You know, the turning around cut down videos of the keynotes or the breakout sessions. But what Marianne and those guys are doing is really not leaving anything on the table. And it's like, so you have this great event and you bring all these people together and you and you provide all this information, you do all this networking, all these things. And then, you know, back in the day, you know, a couple of years back, you would just leave and maybe you get an email, hey, thanks for coming. Well, that's that's leaving a lot on the table. So a lot of requests that we're getting is folks are asking us, can we turn that keynote around and break it up into, into chunks five minutes after it happened? So, so we're having to bring full edit suites and teams of editors to these big events um, so that we can turn around content from the keynote sessions and, and all the breakouts to, to really be able to turn that video around because everybody wants something instantly on the internet. So it's, look, it's great. We're happy to do it. Uh, it's just, you know, we're just feeding the monster, you know, feeding the beast. Uh, and then folks like Marianne are taking, you know, another side of it, which is great. And we hope to partner up with her, her on some upcoming events. I mean, we just had a request for something like that uh, in a meeting this week. So the whole world is changing. And I think digital is helping it in so many ways, but it's also making it so much more important to have that human interaction. And smart companies like a lot of the folks that we work with are really ramping up. And they're saying, how can we get people together in these type of events or meetings where we can actually build emotion, build on that human experience. You know, events bring us together at a time and place for a shared purpose. You know, there's a fundamental human need for people to come together, and it's been that way for thousands of years. So we're trying to inspire people and create powerful moments through sharing memorable stories of people and, and getting people to get up and, and talk to us, you know, people who are experts in their field with content that resonates with the audience. We know people want to come there to learn something. And so we're trying to do it in a way that it's not just basic education 101. We're taking people on a journey through you know, emotional stories and really phenomenal lighting and graphics and music and, and sound and profile videos and things like that, and dynamic speakers. When people come into that room, we want the whole dynamic to change. And, and that's what we're seeing a lot of. And technology is giving us a lot of opportunity to do that. It's really wonderful. And it's really changing the way that we experience events. I actually just came back from an event called Work Human, which was looking at sort of creating a more human workplace. And it was put on by a company called Globoforce. And they had this really cool thing called a gratitude bar. And it was an app based where you could you know, sort of acknowledge speakers or people you've had a conversation with and just send them a thank you within the mm -hmm. app. And that was tied to with each of the thank yous, that person would go to the gratitude par, receive their compliment or their gratitude and turn it into a leaf, which you would put onto one of the trees that was linked to each. There was three different trees that were linked to different philanthropical things that were locally based. So it tied to the community. So, you know, one of them was a women's shelter. One of them was something for LGBT and something was, I, I can't remember what the other was. But the point was, it was connecting you to the community. It was <clears throat> connecting the people within the event. And it sort of made you engage in a totally different way. And I've never seen something like that before, but it was pretty powerful. I think it was a really cool tool. I think that's the kind of thing that we're going to see more of. 
in some way. Yeah. And, you know, like the days of pipe and drape events, you go there and, and it's just kind of bland. Those days are over. These events are opportunities, these meetings, conferences, expos, they're opportunities for um, you, for your brand to really make an impact and to and to do things that um, that create a memorable experience for someone. And if someone has the opportunity to use that device that's sitting in their pocket, uh, which is unbelievably powerful, and it's just an extension, it's a digital extension of someone's body, they have an opportunity to to use that to help to feel a part of something. Then you are creating more more connection with that person. You're doing it in a positive way. So I think we get asked all the time, how can we up the show? How can we enhance the experience for the attendee? And there are now many ways technology is helping us do that, but uh, like with what you just mentioned. But it all comes down to the feeling that someone gets when they leave that conference. So it's utilizing the, the tools that, that tech and digital give us through, uh, you know, like I mentioned, all the moving graphics and, this, and the interactive, <clears throat> the interactive things that are happening on your phone and being able to interact with the conference and the speaker and all those things. But it's that, that human emotion, mm-hmm. that connection that you get with the company or the or the folks putting on the, the event. But I think it's, it's really a combination of all those things. And so that's what we're, we're trying to do. There's no one you know, magic silver bullet that, that really does all of this stuff. It's a combination of that personal feel, that personal interaction with the, the use of tech and the, and the use of very visual and uh, very auditory stimulating things that we can produce that leaves someone with, wow, that was an amazing conference. I felt a connection there. I felt that that was really three-dimensional. It was memorable. And that's what you want. You don't want to leave anything on the table. You want someone to come there and, and have a wonderful experience and leave with an everlasting kind of feeling where you're creating you know, a connection with that viewer, that, that attendee, uh, that, that human being. So it's, yeah, I, I, I love you know, any ways that we can connect more with the, the attendees in a, in a smart way that resonates is important. Yeah, so true. So true. And I mean, it's such a relief to me because I unfortunately go to way too many conferences to see that we're evolving to a space where there is more of the human connection and resonance, but using technology. So it's it's pretty cool. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Oska Wellness. When pain stops, life begins. Oscar Pulse mimics the body's own recovery processes to relieve pain, muscle stiffness, and inflammation using optimized pulsed electromagnetic field technology, PEMF, to encourage recovery at a cellular level so you can get back to life. And I gotta tell you, this thing works so well, my husband and I are fighting over it. So I highly recommend you take a moment and try it out. They have all kinds of options for checking it out, and they've even given us an opportunity to share a discount with you, $55, by using the 2BU code on the Oscar Wellness site. You can check out the show notes to get more details. And we're back. And so, Neil, we've talked a lot about your business, but I'm curious, how do you use technology and how do you use it to help you balance your work and life? The balance is the key, right? I've got two two boys, ten and seven, and a wonderful wife, and uh, it's a busy work day, and it's a very busy life outside of work. Pretty straightforward. It's not groundbreaking, but you know, I live off my calendar, and unfortunately, it tethers me to my phone way too much. 
but it allows me to kind of compartmentalize and it allows my brain to, you know, it, it gives me room in my brain to, to use for, for other things creatively and things like that. If I just know that it's in my calendar, I'm not going to miss an appointment. I'm not going to miss a call. I'm not going to miss a meeting. I'm not going to miss a, a, you know, a production or, or something that we're doing. So it's just trying to align that and, and really being able to turn things off. There's a friend of mine who every Sunday, she's a very busy woman and she's in, she's in the media business, but every Sunday she completely unplugs no matter what. And I find it to be something that I aspire to do where you can just take a whole day and completely unplug. So, you know, it's a balance between utilizing the tech, things like your calendar or other things, but it's also being able to unplug. I mean, it's just a fascinating, it's crazy to know that like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we never, we never would have thought our lives would be so connected to technology. I think that people are starting to realize how much the, you know tech is controlling their lives. Another quick antidote is one of my colleagues is telling me how his 21-year-old daughter and her friends, he was just at a graduation with her, and these are smart young women, and they, uh, they now leave their cell phones when they go out to dinner or go out to eat in the middle of the table, or they leave them in the car. But if they leave them in the middle of the table, the, if, if anyone checks their phone, well, they pick up the tab. You know, so I think people are becoming more in tune with how technology is controlling their lives for, for good and for bad. I mean, there's a lot of pluses, but boy, being able to turn it off and have that quiet time with, with your family or your friends or, or for yourself is, is important. And I think it goes back to why these conferences and these big meetings that we put on, Big Picture puts on, are so important. It's that human interaction. We love digital. We love tech. But at the same time, we know how important it is. We know that there is almost a, a kind of a red line when it's too much. And these big companies know this too. And these big corporations and these big, big groups that we work with, they understand the importance of face-to-face -face interaction. I mean, digital is you know, never going to fully replace human interaction. I mean, it's just not going to do it. But a growing number of smart companies and organizations like the folks we work with are getting, are getting it. They're dedicating time and capital and a lot of energy to getting folks together on a human level. I mean, it's vital to creating a unified tone, message, and path forward for these groups. I think it's that's, great, that's but there's time to shut it down. Yeah, it's super important. And I would say, I always say that actually about 90% of my work is building self-awareness and proper boundaries around your technology. It's not taking it away necessarily. It's just not letting it run mm -hmm. you and learning how to, you know, be in a better flow state with it. I think that absolutely, you know, companies, but also families need to understand both proper boundaries, but also where they can use it as a bridge. I have a an aging father who That's right. is in a nursing home in in Boston, and I'm in California, and we FaceTime. And he's yeah. on uh, Facebook all the time. So he's incredibly social. And he <laughs> never used to I mean, he yeah. was, he was a shut in who was completely disconnected from the world until I gave him an iPad. There's some right. wonderful bridging features to it. And but it's just recognizing that there's a balance there. It's important. Yeah. I mean, look, we spend a lot of time communicating with our clients, and our potential future clients and other people in our network on social and through other means of, of using digital. And it's fantastic. I mean, you can just at the click of a button reach, you know, millions of people basically. But we also see the other side of it. And so we're using it to our advantage and we're just trying to be smart about it and trying to use it to help, you know, really tell emotional human stories that make a connection with our audience. But knowing that, boy, we're, we're in the right business right now because people are you know, clamoring to, how do, we get a, how do we get a more personal event? How do we make it more memorable? Well, that's what we do. We've had a, a quite, quite a nice run here, and we're just hoping it continues to grow. 
That's so great. And you know, while we're on the use of technology, bringing out the human side, there's a very important part of the human side, which is self-care. And as a mm-hmm. busy executive, do you use any technologies for self-care or say like a fitness device or meditation tool or or any other, whether it's just building proper boundaries so that you don't have tech in the bedroom? Everybody has different ways of, of finding yeah. that. Uh, what are your best tips for a busy CEO? Well, I... I guess, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of accidentally ran into Headspace, which is an app. And you may have heard of it, but mm-hmm. it basically it walks you through like 10 minute little meditation periods. You know, when there's you know, a lot going on and you feel like you're drinking from a fire hose, you know, with information coming at you and emails and calls and meetings and things like that. You know, sometimes I'll just, I'll just click on that app, put my headphones in and just take 10 minutes. And it just kind of walks you through and it basically helps me reset when all the chairs on the deck are all over the place kind of helps you realign or gets me to where, you know, I can regain composure and focus because in, in this job, as you know, there's a lot of deadlines. And if we're not completely focused on what we're doing, you know, these are live shows with, with hundreds, hundreds of live elements that go into them. If we miss one cue, well, then your show's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. So I like to take 10 minutes when I can to plug in the headspace and, and have it uh, help me reset. Nice. That's a great tip. There's a lot of great tools out there now, and, and uh, Headspace is definitely one of them. I think they've even been integrating that in some of the yeah. school systems locally, which is pretty cool to see the kids learning how to meditate and reset. That's a great way of describing it. Yeah. If, I mean, if you would have told me you know, years ago that I'd be meditating, well, I, don't, I don't think so. That's not me. But you know, when you get put into situations where you have you know, a consistent amount of of data coming at you, uh, it's nice to put it in neutral and you know, take a few minutes for yourself. Because if you get burned out or you get you know, to the end of your rope, then you're not as an, you're not an, an effective leader. You're not an effective you're not an effective, effective executive producer who is in, who is in charge with large budget shows. And there's no room for error. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to you know really keep yourself in check. Absolutely. So do you have any fun things coming up that you can share that we can find or are all of your productions mostly uh, for private companies? Yeah, most of them are for private companies. You know, there, there's a few companies in the Valley that, that we're starting to work with now. And these companies are just really exciting. I can't give you names, unfortunately, but it's what these people are doing is really changing the way this world works. And there's a lot of positive. I mean, it's really like focused on healthcare. And, and process billions of bits of information you know, almost instantly, you know, helping with things, honest vehicles and things like that. But it's just very exciting. And it's nice to be working with basically the smartest people on the planet. And then when they're looking for you, uh, looking to you for advice and inspiration on different things, it's kind of a nice place to be. You know, we, we, we love our clients and we work with everyone from top tech companies to agricultural companies to, you know, financial companies. And we also work with, you know, a few groups that are nonprofits and things like that. So we, we kind of run the gamut and we just, we, you know, we love our clients and you know, we're happy to, to look at you know, potential new clients as well. We, um, we got a busy year um, and we're hoping to, you know, to continue the growth. It's so exciting. I'm very happy for you. I want to make sure that people can find you and your work. Am I correct in saying it's Big Pictures SF? So or big it's picture, big picture SF, big, big picture yeah, SF, big, okay, big picture SF.com. Excellent. Yep, that's no. where we're located on the web. Um, we're here in California, but we, we basically do work all over, all over the world. So 
you need someone to help tell your story, we think we're pretty good at what we do and our clients seem to think the same. So, and one other thing I would add about why we're a little bit different here. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a lot of event production companies out there. Um, and there's a lot of video production companies out there, but we win awards in both categories and we have consistently for years. But we also own 100% of our state-of-the-art AV gear and the, the 10 semi-trucks that transport it. So what that does is it gives us the opportunity to work with people on budgets and things like that. So you know, we're not out renting a bunch of gear that was treated like a rental car and hoping it works for your show. We know every bulb, every facet, every cord, uh, every light. So it usually translates into a very successful outcome. That's why we've had a lot of our clients for years and years. I love it. Well, that's a huge selling factor, I would think, because exactly that. I mean, it's just the the cost of bringing in all the bits and pieces and making sure that they all work together. That's another piece of what I work with is helping people understand how to create a tech ecosystem that is also in flow with itself. Because a lot of times we sort of take on new things saying, oh, this will be great. This will be great. But it doesn't necessarily communicate very well with the other pieces of your ecosystem. So if you have it already yeah. in place, yeah, and, it saves know, a lot of headache. Show, that's right. And we're certified show planners. So, you know, we're totally turnkey. If people come to us and we handle everything. So that's all a big load off people's back. And, you know, it helps just to communicate with one group and get the entire thing done. So, yeah. And hopefully we can work with you on some of these events too, Heidi. We, we'd love to, you know, have you as a, as a keynote on something coming up soon, hopefully. Hey, I'd love it. And I also am hoping to try to put together an event sometime in 2019. Well, I'll Keep you posted on that one because you'll definitely be one of my first calls. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing a little bit of big picture San Francisco and your work. And uh, do you have any last bits of words of wisdom about how to have a perfect event and tell your story for our listeners? Yeah, something my, my employees hear me say all the time, you know, don't be the producer, don't be the director, be the viewer. Tell a story that resonates with you, resonates with the audience. Let's worry about how to do it later. Let's worry about telling the best story possible. Because when you make a connection with someone, you've achieved your goal. And to do that, you need to create something that's memorable. And you do that by telling a story that resonates with the target audience. Good content is specific content. And so we like to try and be as specific as we can when we tell a story that resonates with a a particular audience. So be three-dimensional. Be the viewer. I love it. Great words of advice. So thank you so much, Neil, and thank you, Digital Selfers, for joining us today for The Evolving Digital Self. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next wonderful episode or anything upcoming in the future. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining us for The Evolving Digital Self. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app now so that you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, please give us a rating and a review and join the digital self-mastery movement to create more conscious use of technology by sharing it and telling your friends. Want to see where you fit on the digital self-spectrum and how it might be impacting your business and relationships? Get your free copy of Digital Self-Mastery today by clicking on the link in the show notes.